0: My name's Gavin Smith, I'm the head of the Bosch business in the region Oceania, and you are listening to us on Above and Beyond.
1: Welcome to Above and Beyond, brought to you by Reengineering Australia Foundation. You are with Rick Fontaine today. And as you heard, our special guest today is Gavin Smith, the president of Bosch Australia. As uh, we are on day one coming to you from Melbourne of the F1 in schools national finals. Uh, welcome, Gavin.
0: Thank you. Nice to be
1: here. And thank you for uh, the support of uh, what is what is a wonderful event. We heard in the official uh, opening and, and and the welcoming, how proud uh, Bosch Australia is in, in terms of hosting this event and, and to see hundreds of people uh, here, the future of, of uh, engineering. And there was a real message for you as well, wasn't there, in terms of uh, the future and, and, and the opportunities that an event like this brings?
0: Yeah, very much. Our company is now 130 years old. It's an industrial giant and the skills that we need now and to the future are increasingly STEM-based. So what these kids are doing, what they're learning and what they're able to, uh, I guess, spark their own enthusiasm for is critically important for us as an employer in years to come.
1: So Gavin, before we talk a bit more about Bosch, uh, tell us about Gavin Smith's journey. You're about to celebrate 30 years with the company uh, in, in April, but how did it all start for you? Your, I guess your interest firstly in, in this industry?
0: Well, you're right, my anniversary comes up on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day, but it's been a fantastic 30 years, and it certainly doesn't feel like 30 years. I've had quite a lot of different jobs in the company over the time, both here and in Germany. I've had an opportunity to uh, build new skills, work in different parts of the business, and uh, I was successful in being appointed to this position back in 2011, and I couldn't be happier. It's a great place to be.
1: What were some of your influences uh, along the way that, that that led you, I guess, to want uh, to not only get into this industry, but to, to, to maintain it for such a long period of time?
0: Well, when I came out of high school, I, I started studying at university, and I was planning to be an accountant, of all things. But my university start got off very badly, and I pretty much failed everything that I set out to do in my first year, and I was invited not to come back. So it made me reflect and think, well, do I want to do accounting for a second time, Or will I do something completely different? And that was when I decided for a career in IT, information technology. So I started out doing software development, computer programming, and that literally is what brought me to Australia. I was uh, going to university and working in New Zealand, came here to work for a brewery, Carlton United, in uh, 1985. And I had... In Australia, another five years working in IT, and that's what brought me to Bosch in 1990. They had big systems projects that um, I was involved in then.
1: It's interesting what you say because uh, I think everyone has a choice to make. I guess it, I've, I've heard the the phrase a fork in the road, where you need to make a decision whether you go one way or another way. And funnily enough, I was actually studying accounting when I left high school, and I got eighteen months into it, and I, I just I couldn't stand it. I didn't <laughs> want to be one, and I went down the path I'm in today. And but I guess the the motto there for for us um, is is the fact that it is really important to to be yourself and, and, and really find what you have a passion for because it can be so rewarding. Yeah, there's no question. I
0: wasn't particularly passionate about finance and accounting, but I really did find a niche when I started studying software development and computer programming. So for me, things are ones and zeros, they're black and white, they're, they're yeses and nos. So I'm, I'm by nature quite decisive and I'm always choosing between the given and the not given. So I find it difficult to deal with uncertainty and, and that um, grey zone in between. I like to distill things down into the key points and, and work from there.
1: Talk us through, the, uh, through life at, at Bosch. What, what is life like at Bosch at the moment? What, 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 what challenges are there? What's the future looking like?
0: Well, the company is 136 years old. It's, it's a little-known fact that it's not publicly listed. It's still a private company and it's 92% owned by a charitable trust. So what that means is for a company like Bosch, we have to finance uh, everything we do by ourselves. We can't go to the equity markets and, and issue more, more stock. And right at the moment, the company is facing some of the biggest disruptions in the history of the industry. As an example, we're seeing a massive shift from traditional powertrain, what we call powertrain engines, which are powered by gasoline or diesel fuels, to electric We're also seeing the coming of fully autonomous vehicles, whether they're cars, buses, trucks, or even drones that will carry passengers. Increasingly, everything will be connectable. So whether we like it or not, literally every product that we make, that we use, will have some form of connectivity so that it can actually be managed and controlled via the internet. And also at the same time, people care less about owning cars and they're much happier to share their asset, their car, their vehicle with someone else to reduce the total cost of ownership and to give them the convenience that that suits them. So many big challenges. And of course, the last year or two, it's been increasingly fast, the rate of change. But this year, just as we think things are starting to become quite manageable, we have this new disaster called the coronavirus so lots, lots of things coming at us all at the same time makes it really interesting and challenging.
1: Indeed. Now, with the uh, with the students that we're playing host to here, we've got some of the uh, the brightest uh, minds and uh, engineers. In the country through our schools and they're, they're our future. For, what, what would your advice be in terms of uh, students who, who uh, may be attracted to the industry post-school, which we hope they will be, if they want to be the best in, in a job interview and set themselves apart, what, what are some of the key things from your point of view for, for those that want to look at a, at a journey, whether it be potentially with, with Bosch or, or in the industry? Well,
0: I, I keep telling kids, and I, I've got two young ones of my own, a 14-year-old girl and a 12-year-old girl, and I, I say to them, whether you like maths or not, maths will be a reality. Um, stick with it. Keep doing it. Don't stop doing maths. Uh, as soon as you give up on maths, you lose opportunities. Um, whether you think you will take those opportunities or not doesn't matter. Don't close that door too early. The second thing I tell people is that you know when, when you're in front of other people, You're representing not just yourself today, but what you will be like in the future. So think about your behaviour, think about how you dress, think about how you present, think about how you speak, and be very conscious that your own brand is being defined by how you present yourself.
1: The... F one in schools process uh, in terms of developing the skills. What led yourself personally and and, and ultimately obviously uh, Bosch Australia to to want to play host to uh, this competition on on a national level? What what do you see in it that that is uh, you know really hits the note? You think yeah we want to be a part of this?
0: Well, it was actually quite coincidental. We we started a program now just over two years ago that we call Learn at Bosch where we bring in year six school kids, 10-year-olds from primary school, into our building every Friday during school terms, and we expose them to things like augmented reality, 3D printing, virtual reality, automated driving, robotics, many of the things that we embed into the, the business that we have. And you know, our experience with those kids coming in was so positive, um, so enthusiastic were they, that you know, we, we started to think, what more could we do to be a, a not a corporate philanthropy topic, but something that engages with kids and helps them uh, get this enthusiasm for STEM earlier? And it was probably coincidental that one of the schools that was here was preparing to compete in the Victorian finals for Formula One in schools. And that then sparked my interest. So what's that all about? I'd ne- I actually had never heard of it. And uh, that then resulted in us making the approach to Michael Myers and saying, well, if you have to run a a final for the Victorian um, event somewhere, could we do it here? And, of course, we did. That ran really well. And then we offered to host the national finals here as well last year. And it's been a great experience. It's lovely to have the building come alive with this type of event.
1: What's the reaction like that you hear from your, your staff that are here as well? Because uh, a key message that we heard this morning is that for the for the children here to to make the most of the opportunity, not only in the competition they're in, but to, to actually learn about the industry um, in a practical sense here, being able to see what goes on. Uh, the staff must get a lot out of it as well.
0: Oh, we do. I mean, this, this location is quite an unusual one in the Bosch Group because we have so many different businesses in the one location. But this is the only place in Australia that we have engineering and the only one in Australia where we have manufacturing. But there are 250 engineers here working on very complex systems and software for the auto components business that we have with global customers. So those engineers love coming down and seeing what the kids are doing, seeing how they're being taught and what skills they're developing, because they're, they're also looking at will the, will the graduates in 10 years' time have the skills that we need for our types of work? We're also the only place in the world that makes a product called the Power Diode for the Bosch Group. So we're a big manufacturing concern as well, producing diodes for 20% of the world's cars out of this site in Clayton. So again, for those people who work in the factory to see what kids are learning, gives us hope that the skills will be there in time when we need them.
1: Obviously, the world is rapidly changing. We touched on technology a little earlier as well. We've got social media where it's, there's so many distractions for, for children. But in terms of this as, as an industry, what, what are you seeing with the younger people coming through in terms of the level of knowledge and, and, and passion for the industry? Is it in a strong place?
0: I'm blown away. I remember last year walking around the, um, the booths talking to the kids who had um, set up the day before. And I couldn't believe the stuff that they were able to do, the conversations we were able to have, and the technical nous that they had already developed at this young age. So for me, it's very encouraging. I'd love to see much more of this type of activity.
1: Things do go wrong from time to time, and that's one thing I've noticed uh, since my involvement with this as well. But the, the, the ability to overcome a problem and the team environment that yeah. is that seems to be a really strong focus of, of what uh, Mike Myers has set up because it's really important to work as part of a, a, a team. Essentially, they are a Formula One team. Every role I- is covered in it, but it, it is crucial teamwork in an industry like this.
0: Yeah, very much. Um, we run very large, complex projects that that are not only running you know in one location, but they're cross border different time zones, different cultures, different languages, but they have to strive and achieve the outcome that's needed for the project, for the customer. And I think these types of activities where the kids have to bond, have to work well together, put personalities aside and deliver a result is very good training at a very early age. It's outstanding.
1: What can we look forward to with Bosch Australia? What, what's, what's, what's happening at the moment? What, uh, what can we expect to see in terms of technology? What, what are your hopes over the, over the next period of time? Well, we're
0: doing some exciting stuff ourselves at the moment. As, as you um, arrive at the site, you might notice there are some very large earth moving machines outside. So we've got another building which has just started construction. That is um, the new home for our manufacturing solutions and Rexroth businesses. So they'll move in round about October, November. So that's a new business that we're growing from from grassroots, if you want to call it that. Uh, We're doing some very interesting work around the future of mobility as well, particularly building fully autonomous cars that you'll actually see running around in the streets in Melbourne going through evaluation and trials. Uh, We're doing some exciting work in the future of agriculture as well, where we want to bring new sensor technology that allows farmers to make much better and more informed decisions about when to plant, when to feed, when to irrigate, when to harvest, when to protect their crops. And we're we're continuing to look for exciting new ways to work with early stage companies, startups or scale-ups, to help them be successful and using some of the, the power of the Bosch brand and the Bosch engineering capability to take them on the
1: way. Very exciting. Peter, there's never a dull moment, is there? Even after 30 years, it's still no. uh, advancing. And- I Look, every morning I wake up
0: and I look forward to the start. I really do. There's no such thing
1: as a bad day. No, no, it's very true. There's always opportunities. Away from, from Bosch Australia, do, do you get much downtime? What do you like to do in your spare time?
0: I, well, I've got a couple of kids that keep me busy. So the, the two young girls, they're pretty active, pretty sporty, and uh, increasingly – like Dad's help with homework, which is quite remarkable. I'm learning a lot that I had already <laughs> forgotten some, some decade ago. Uh, I'm an avid motorsport enthusiast as well, so I, I race a motorbike and I, I uh, navigate on a tarmac rally car, so those types of things are, are pretty fun for me. And just generally staying fit and healthy. It's, yeah. it's, a,
1: it's a busy life. We'll have to get you down to uh, my home state in Tasmania. Have you done Targa Tasmania? Yeah, we do that, uh, if not every year, yeah.
0: probably two times every three years. Last time we were there wasn't so successful. We wrote the car off
1: and uh, <laughs> that was pretty un. Unpleasant, but uh, we love it. That's spectacular. In terms of outside of work as well, you're very passionate about um, and a real advocate for reducing homelessness, uh, improving road safety as well. So you're very much focused on uh, not just here what's happening as well, but in terms of those that you know, particularly with homelessness that are that are less fortunate to us. What are you finding in that space? Are we are we are we getting better?
0: I'd like to tell you we are, but I think the honest answer is that the needle isn't shifting very much. The number of homeless. Is still climbing rather than declining. The um, the reasons for homelessness remain the same. Um, and whilst you know there are so many good-hearted, hard-working individuals in the sector supporting the um, the plight of the homeless, you know, in a country that is as wealthy and as affluent and has so much like Australia, it it really is a crying shame that we have not been able to solve this problem here. We should be able to, but it requires a concerted effort, and I I honestly believe a lot more government will to um, shift the needle.
1: Couldn't agree more. Let's hope uh, the message gets out there and we see a a lot more action as well because a lot of people like yourself are putting a a lot of time and effort into it, and um, you're right, we are a a, a first-world country and um, it is a crying shame, very much so. Gavin, it's been wonderful to, to catch up with you. Thank you for giving us some of your time and, again, for playing host to the F1 in Schools National Final here in, uh, in Melbourne. And hey, let's hope we get uh, maybe in, in a few years' time, some of these students are going to be knocking on the door and handing over their resume to, uh, to Bosch Australia because I know they're going to be blown away with what they see uh, and experience not only in terms of the event but obviously in terms of uh, what you've got on show here today because there's some uh, it's all about learning. They're students, they're going to learn, they're going to have a bit of fun over the next few days as well. But uh, I guess that that's, that's a wish and an address you made this morning as well to the students that uh, it, it is a great industry. There's a, a lot of possibilities and technology is just going to keep changing all yep. the time. Yeah, absolutely right. We're delighted to have them here again this year. Super, super event. Fantastic. Gavin Smith, President of Bosch Australia, thanks for being our guest today on Above and Beyond. Thank you. That is uh, Gavin Smith, President of Bosch Australia, once again on Above and Beyond You, with Rick Fontaine, proudly brought to you by Re-Engineering Australia Foundation. <laughs>